You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, guys? Welcome to River City 93, brought to you by Roughneck Scars, Icarus FC, and of course, for the culture. This is your host, as always, Ellie Barr, and is joining me is one half of the 2020 Henny Derby Supporter Group Champions. Shanir Duran II. It feels so good to say that. Oh, right? yes, <laughs> it feels it so good to say I'm that. Waiting, I'm waiting for that trophy to come in the mail. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Man. Kyle texts me uh, today. We're recording this 24 hours after the Henny Derby. Kyle texts me. And we have a group chat between us and a couple other friends between Point of Culture. And he was like, yeah, Elliot don't text back. He's not getting this trophy. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, don't worry. I'm sending you my address now. <laughs> Go and put it in the mail. Go and bubble wrap it. It's prepared. <laughs> um, but no, man, like, it's so weird. Because not only this week was the Henny Derby, but, like, the amount of articles that we've done, the podcasts that we've done, like, if you don't know, we've done two bonus episodes for Rivers City 93. The interview with Jason Weintraub of USL League One Fund talking mm-hmm. about Fort Lauderdale and the crap show that COVID has caused USL League One. Yeah. <clears throat> and then on Wednesday, we had what the unexpected news of Aqua getting suspended for this game for a boneheaded play. Uh, you can call it what it is. It's a boneheaded play. Like, I do think someone said something to him because you're not just jumping up behind someone and headbutting them unless you crazy like that. Unless you Mike Tyson. Man. <laughs> you know. But it still has to be provoked. Yeah, know? it has to be provoked. But he got banned for the two games. So he's out. He was out for the forward game and he'll be out the FC Tucson match. And then, what was it, like 30 minutes later, we got the news of Connor Shinovsky and the Richmond Kickers mutually parting ways. Yeah, that one. <laughs> That one hurt me. Uh, for those who don't know, Connor played 111 games, scored six goals, three assists. And I know the thing with Connor that a lot of people get on is like his lack of pace. He's not really quick mobile. And he's kind of always seemed to be caught at the wrong moment at the wrong time. But he's put he put in work for this team. Like he he's was a real a lot of work. Yeah. He was the real last link to that 2013 regular season championship team. Um yeah. so like we said it before. Uh, we did an interview with him. Check that out after you check out this episode <laughs> um, with Connor when I give his reason why he stepped away from the club and everything. But, you know, we wish him the best and everything. Yeah. Um, and then we did another podcast for Can I Kick It? So check that out. We did a Black History, I mean, not Black History, Black Soccer Culture podcast with people from Black Fires, from God. Uh, for the culture, and yeah, it was all of us. It was a lot of people. It's late at night too. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, it's been a. You long went week. to the beach day and everything. Yeah, you know? yeah. All right, man. Um, <laughs> of course, we also had a Henny Derby, and 
first, let's go. I want to talk about the how the stadium looked with all the COVID measures. It looked a lot better than what I thought it would be. Yeah, I was. I was a little apprehensive about how things were going to be handled, but I think the the kickers organization did a good job of um, putting things together and putting all the measures, the safety measures in place. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was well taken care of. So. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, we've seen other USL League, League One teams and championship teams not handle COVID well. Like, not being able to social distance well, not able to, you know, people just hanging out with masks all over the place. Um, and, of course, we had some boneheads that had their masks down. But for the large, I want to say 95% of the fans that were in City Stadium had a mask on. We're social distance. We were in Section O. And it was, like, a constant battle of, like, hey, six feet. <clears throat> hey, six feet. But I think that was just because, like, of how sectional normal is and people just had to keep reminding themselves. Of, exactly. I mean, we're, sectional is a tight-knit group. They, you know, you're, you're going to get that sense of I, I want to be near my fellow Red Army guys. And they had, you know, it, it's, it's, it's new. It's something new. Yeah. And especially since we've been waiting for this since March. Yeah. Since March, like we've been waiting to see the kickers play since March. So and waiting to see each other, waiting to see, you know, other Red Army Red Army people, just just people that we haven't seen since gosh, since October yeah. of last year. Yeah. So, you know, oh, it, it 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 took a lot of, you know, you got to reorient your brain with all of this COVID madness. Yeah. So, and still remember, wash your hands, wash your butts. <laughs> um, <laughs> first and foremost but also the kickers like give them credit where credit's due uh, they had uh, white Richmond kickers spray painted logos to lay out six feet uh, they had hand sanitizer stations all over all over the place um, yeah you know they were really strict about the face mask like if you did not have a face mask then you probably won't get in you weren't yeah um, uh, what else everything was strictly digital there was no handling of cash or anything like that and then, <clears throat> my bad, they had RMC staff, the security staff, at each gate when you walk into the stands, pretty much checking to see if it was 75 people per second. Yeah. So that was good to see. Um, we did kind of put out a tweet of, like, the only thing we would like to see improve was the, um, like, if they kind of put markers down for six feet per people in the stands. Yeah. But then we talked to Rob after the game. He was kind of just like, we thought about that, but then even with that, it's kind of hard to do because you don't know... How big a family yeah, is. Yeah, how big a family or is. if a bunch of people carpool together, <clears throat> does yeah. it make sense for them to social distance if they literally just spent a whole car ride together in the same car? Like, So, yeah, it's it's that was that would have been a good idea, but when you really think about it, it's like, eh, that kind of doesn't work, so... Um, another thing that, um, that you had pointed out actually was, you know, maybe RMC, uh, staff, maybe actually kind of walking up and down. In the oh yeah. You want to, to check very often? To, 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 to check more often, yeah. you know, if people were following their, the regulations and whatnot. And I know some people would feel that it's a, you know, mother henning, but at the end of the day, this is, this is a serious issue. Yeah. I mean, we need to make sure. And that, I'm not saying like they have to do it like every five minutes because after a while it would be annoying 
Yeah. But, like, <laughs> you know, start of the game, hydration break. Halftime. Halftime. Start, start of the second half, hydration break, and that's it. Yeah. Just, just to kind of be a presence to maybe even maybe just a gentle reminder to people. They, just them being there is a gentle reminder to people that, oh, yes, I got to make sure that I'm following these regulations. Yeah. I got to make sure that because, you know, of course, you're, you're here, you're watching a game that you have that you have had to wait months to actually come and see. You can it can, you know, run away with you and you may forget. And that having someone maybe, you know, that that security, which would then put it in your mind. Oh, yeah, I need to make sure yeah. that I'm six feet and make sure I keep my mask on. Maybe you took it down to take a sip out of your out of your drink and something crazy <laughs> is happening in the game and you forget <laughs> to put it back up. <laughs> oh, so, there was yeah. a lot of crazy in this game, man. Oh, my goodness. And that's the last 10 minutes. <laughs> like I told you, man, I died five times within the last four minutes of that game. <laughs> I, I Yo, stoppage time was a constant heart attack. And the crazy thing was, like, I, I know a lot of people are asking, like, how was the atmosphere in the stadium or something like that. It was, it was fine. It, it felt weird at first. Like the first 15 minutes, it was oddly quiet. Yeah. Everyone was kind of just like... And then with the goal score, it was like, all right, we can enjoy this. Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think at first, you know, Red Army didn't know what to do. But then after a while, they were like, you know what? Forget this. Let's do our chance. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's get loud. Um, let's get And there was socially voice. distanced chance. Yeah. Because I, I, I won't joke with y'all. I will, I will keep y'all socially distanced. <laughs> y'all was not going to have me get roasted on Twitter. Because <laughs> y'all decided not to socially distance that. But let's go ahead and get into the game, man. Um, Pretty much, there was a couple of lineup changes. Ivan Magalas came in for Akwe. Yeah. Um, we saw Riley Craft and Victor Flag kind of play that CDM, kind of eight-ish, six-ish role. And I don't know if Darren listened to the podcast, but he put a million out of the 10. I'm taking... We're taking full credit for it. Yeah, we're taking credit for it. <laughs> taking yeah. full credit for that yep. decision. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Luke Pavone was Luke up Pavone. as was up at striker. It, everything else was pretty much the same for the most part. Yeah. And I, I felt good with the lineup. Like if this is a lineup we see next week against FC Tucson, I'm all for it. Yes. Um, and I, I think Bolano. Yeah, Bolano's did start just like he did. He started the last, in the last three games. Yes. Yeah, well, no, the first one he he came. He off came off the bench. bench. I'm thinking we played against Portland, but he yes. yeah, the last two he started. Yes, he, he started, but he he did he did come off from Mbappe after a while. But I think that was just an issue of you know preserving that energy and making sure that you know you don't also, wear him out too early on. Yes, yeah, and also shout out to Kara Fitzgerald who made Team of the Week after the save he had. Shouts out to that. Man. Yes, shout out to that man. Um, but I, first of all, I got to give praise to Ian Anley because he not only put in a shift. You know me. I'm a big fan for like tendencies and habits in a mm-hmm. game, and it looked like there was a tendency and habit to get Ian, to get Ian isolated, and him to serve in crosses. Yes, that looked like to be a thing because at the third minute he sends him across, and then the ninth minute, which trust me, we're going to talk about the goal, he does the same thing, and then yeah. the twelfth minute is so it looked like something that was intention was to get Ian Ian Antley isolated, so he could drive in these crosses. But the thing that is even more impressive about Ian Antley's performance is that even though he's getting involved with so much of the attack, he was a force on defense. He was shutting things down on defense as well as being a part of the attack. And that, I mean, big ups to Ian Antley with a, with a great performance. Yeah, um, and the goal, I mean, 
I know it's been a lot of talk about like why hasn't Riley Craft produced like as a number ten? Why is he? Why does he have this shit? Why does he have this shit? But this goal, I'll give full credit to Riley Craft on because if he doesn't intercept that ball off of the touchdown, we don't get this goal. Yes. So for those who haven't seen it yet. I don't mind explaining it because I'm very excited about this goal because Novi, I love great defensive play. Yes. <laughs> um, so Kraft intercepts the ball and he plays it down to Luke Pavone. And Luke Pavone puts in a great shift throughout this whole game. Yes. Luke kind of plays the ball out of trouble. He plays it back up to Kraft. Kraft plays it up to Werner. And then Werner looks wide to Ian Antley off of the right-hand side. And like we were saying, it's all about trying to get Antley isolated. So Antley has a ton of space in front of him. Because yeah. pretty much Jiro and I believe it was Pablo at that time were no my fault not Pablo Jamel Cox they were kind of just backed off of him yeah kind of just like hey you can have the ball there you're not in a dangerous spot Ian just dribbles up a little bit he splits lines and he gets the ball to Terzaghi who's one on one with Tobin yeah with but, his back to yeah, goal with his back to go and Tobin is it fully dividing him like he's kind of off to his his right shoulder. So it's like Emiliano could turn, but you know, I think Emiliano knows if I turn now, turn Tobro is just pretty much just going to shift. It just blocked his shot. Yeah. So then he just dribbles a little bit, gets kind of squared up with Trimingham. And if you look at the goalkeeper, he's following Emiliano. Yeah. Along his goal line. Yeah, he's, he's following, following him, him along. It was just, as a goalkeeper, that's what you're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, you you're check your to, angles. Yeah, you check, make sure you, you're not like super. Off into Rosette. <laughs> <laughs> and Emilio puts it into one place where where Ford's goalkeeper cannot get to. In the yeah. super far post. Low and hard. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, I got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Santiago, Suzanne's uh, husband, who takes pictures of the team, pretty much was pointing out at pregame. He was like, yo, he sucks going to the ground. And we were like, oh, maybe, he, you know, it's, it's pregame. <laughs> yeah, and this is a warm up. Yeah, and this game pretty much proves it. He that great going low to the ground, almost like Joe Hart. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, Joe Hart, it's only it's his left. It's only his left. Well, he's, he's good at going down to the right. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and, I mean he splits it right through Trimingham's legs. Ball goes in, and at that moment, I'm like, oh my god, there's a chance. <laughs> I mean, within within the first ten. 10 or so minutes we scored like when's the last time we've done that it's if been you a while think about it it's, it's been a long time since the kickers have scored within the first 10 minutes I remember there was a time where they were talking about you know if the kickers score within the first 10 minutes or was it 15 minutes that we get free pizza yeah I, I don't think we ever got free pizza probably not, <laughs> probably not. Um, but once again and I, I think we'll both really really at this point this is not the kicker scene of old. No, it's not. And it is not. Granted, there wasn't as many as shots on goal as I would have liked to see in this game. We had two chances that didn't get declared shots on goal. But it also comes down to the fact of this team is not looking for a possession. No. They're fine not having the ball. It's, it caused some nervy moments, but they are strictly counterattacking. Like, it's, yes. you want to hound you down, make you force mistakes, and get after you and go after you. And one thing I do I do want to talk about is... The high press that the kickers was inflicting. I'm not even going to say was was uh, executing. Was inflicting 
on forward Madison because they, I mean, the mistakes that forwards back line were making all due to uh, Pavone pressing, yeah. Terzaghi pressing, even, um, you know, a little bit every once in a while, Matt Balduk getting involved and pressing high. And it was just, it was relentless. It was relentless, at least within the first half. That back line, I know they were having a headache. Oh, yeah. There was, I, I think I kind of like three or four times the back line literally, it would be a misplayed ball because of the press. Because, exactly. That's how much, like, even after the goal is scored, Richmond initiates the high press again. Exactly. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is not, I'm not used to this. <laughs> I'm just like, sitting all I, over I'm, I, And the one, I think one moment you had told me this, this never happened before. Seeing. I think, was it Pavone when one of the center... I think Terzaghi presses a center back and he has to turn and pass it back to the goalie. Yeah. Most of the times, kickers pass it back to the goalie, we back off and get in position. No, Pavone chases it down. Yeah. And forces a mistake out of the goalie. Like... If it plays it out of bounds. Who, who has to play it out of bounds? He has no choice but to just kick yeah, it's, it's in, crazy. Into, the, into the stand, the forbidden it's, stands. It's crazy. <laughs> like, um... So... Pretty much nothing really else happens, but then we get to the water break. And Ford has a chance, and I'm not going to lie to you, they had a good chance. Connor told me pretty much he plays a long ball over the top of everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Woj and Werner, I believe, that both jumped for the ball at the same time. Literally, the ball just clears both of their heads. Like, I don't think either one of them touches, but you ever play defense and you expect the ball, no matter how good you are as a defender, when you see two of your best center back and their best striker over you're like, all right, one of them is going to get it. And I'm going to wait for the rebound and wait for the ball to go. Yeah. That's what everyone, it looked like it happened. And the ball just clears both of them. It takes a weird bounce. It landed right at Jabelle Cox's feet. And thank God we have a Akira. I will say it again. Wherever the kickers are paying him, pay that man double. Yes. <laughs> pay that man yes, double. pay him double, please. He we deserves it all. Him. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves it all. Um, he can take my salary, even though I don't get paid from the kickers at all. He can take my salary. <laughs> And he literally just puts a foot out and saves it. Um, so it, he yeah. made he made himself big. Like he came out assertively and just he kind of did the 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 Neuer star. Yeah, the yeah. Manuel Neuer star, and just made himself big, and it went off his foot ricochet, and he just took off. I oh. Yeah, and I mean... That moment almost killed me but as well. But that, that's <laughs> something... That moment there, I think, propels this team into the second half. Because if you give up a goal there right after that water break, this... That takes the wins out it's, of the It's sales. a very... As Taylor Rocker likes to call it, a, war, a, a, a landslide moment. Yes. Of where this team can revert back to that Greenville game of like, dang, we gave up a goal after this break. Now they start, kind of start to clinch up. Yeah. Now they start to kind of like force it. They don't see the expression that much. And you see a caravan there, it's kind of like, all right. Yeah. Good. Let's get through <laughs> And also, I, I got to say this. If Darren has done nothing else, he has improved corner defending for this team. Yes. Ford has seven corners in this game. And all of them, I think, out of the seven, five of them were played to the back post. Yeah. Five of them to the back post. So that was something deliberate out of four. Like they wanted to get to that back post because I think I, one of them was a short corner. Yeah, one was short. I think the other one was sitting there post. But normally, like, and I think the reason for it was because they're looking at Akira's height, and Akira's not the tallest goalkeeper. Yeah, 
don't get me wrong, he's strong in the air, but he's not the strongest. So you think about, all right, if I can get a carry going backwards, Woos is like 6'11", 7'1". I don't know how tall he is. He's tall. <laughs> yes. He's <laughs> tall. <laughs> that guy's a beanpole. Yeah, he's if huge. I can get that kind of going on, I know I can get something happening. And Ian Anley, I think he had two or three clearances. Vertner had one. Scotty Thompson had a huge one. Like, corner defending has really improved I team. don't think out of the six corners that were crossed in, I don't think it initially connected with a forward Madison player. Yeah. Every single one of them were cleared out. Yeah. And the short corner was smothered and forced into a throw-in. Yeah. So I, I just it, it's I mean Darren hats off to you man yeah. for for fixing our our set piece last year's situation. set pieces last year was yeah whoo I I just last year I just kept thinking I just constantly in my head kept thinking of Alexi Lala set pieces set pieces set pieces because it was our it was our <laughs> Achilles heel it I was, mean man. it was it was um and I mean going into the second half oh my fault. And I was going to admit, Scott, because Scotty cut out another good opportunity. It was another weird long ball that just got played behind our defense line because I think our line was so high pushed up. Mm-hmm. And Scotty cuts it out amazingly. Like, yes. in that situation, any other defender, a.k.a. me, <laughs> would have tumbled over the defender and been like, hey, it's a tactical foul. <laughs> but he literally, he just gets it between them, cuts it off, balls out of danger. We push the ball back on field. So, yeah. So, like, and I harp on it again. We have the best back four, yes, out there. Like uh, that back, this back four. four is solid. I mean, man. and and we have depth in the back four, which is huge, which is big, <laughs> and especially also with with we'll, we'll talk about it later with the newest signing. Yeah, that adds even more depth to the back four because if like for example, Aqua is out, we still have Ivan, we still have Vintner. Yeah. If Devontae is out. You can put Scotty over there. If, if Scotty is out, you can put Ian Antley there. Yeah. Now we've got... We, so we have the depth that we need for that back line. And I'm telling you, all of those guys are top. There's not really much of a drop-off Yeah, with regards to... to they're all roughly around the same level, yeah. which is great. Which is good to see. And I mean, to just also to go back on, on Scott Thompson, but I mean, Scotty was... I mean, you could see that... Oh, Scotty, first round on me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Scotty knows off. Scotty first rounds on me. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about the reason why later. But Scott Thompson put in a shift as well yesterday in the game. He was so basically having two fullbacks that were defensively commanding. Yeah. Was awesome, and I think Scotty brought that that. That veteranship of sorts. Yeah. And I mean, also, like, Ian Anley, he put out another, like, fire. Because Jiro, who, I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> might have the best two attacking fullbacks in the game with uh, Jiro and Christian Diaz. Uh-huh. My God. <laughs> yes. I don't hey. know why for he put Jiro up top yet. <laughs> they need to. Homeboy was playing left back, and it was dang near a left winger for, like, 40 minutes of the game. Exactly. The way I was cutting this And for Ian, like, there was one time inside of us, Ian and literally, I think it was like a mishap in the back, but the ball gets, Gerald gets on the end of it. And Ian Anthony, literally, inside the box, slide times ball go out of bounds, and he makes the hand motion like, I got all ball. I got all ball. <laughs> That's how you know, as a defender, you're confident. Yep. You know, and I'm like, 
And Ian, also, if anyone is questioning whether or not Ian Anley is Popeye, go look at the tackles in this game from them. Homeboy can bitch Hold up. None of them were dirty, but he definitely know every single one of the players he slide tackles that he was there. Oh, yeah. He let every single one of them know, don't mess with me. Do that again. It's going to hurt even more next time. <laughs> no blood, no foul. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine Ian playing basketball and telling you that. Like, you're going to be like, all right, you know what, dude? Forget it. I'm done. I'm not even going to play. <laughs> like, I don't want to play today. We're fine. <laughs> but, so, coming out of halftime, Nothing really crazy, you know, no weird on goal or anything like that. Um, Pavone has a chance. Oh. And during the game, man, I was like, Luke owed me one. He owed me a goal. But yeah. looking back at it, it it wasn't even the goalkeeper that saved it. It was really Christian Diaz who gets a foot to it. Yeah. So as he chips it, because if, 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 from what you're saying, if Diaz doesn't get a foot to that, he's chipping the keeper. Yeah. Hands down. He struck that ball correctly to get it over the keeper because I think the keeper went down early. He yeah. started to go down early, so that was the perfect opportunity to boop, just chip it right yeah. over him. But then also, like, just back up a little bit, going back to how we saying Pavone puts in the ship, it's because of this play. Like, we even get a goal-scoring opportunity because Fitzgerald played this long ball. Pavone battles for it. <clears throat> and it lands in the foot of Roddy Kraft, who passes to Trezaghi. And Trezaghi plays a beautiful ball. Like, over, he over top played of a lot. He played about three or four of those in he a did. row. Over top of Just the back terrifying line. the back line with those. To Pavone. And Pavone, he, you can see he's about to chip it. And if it's not for Diaz getting his foot to it to push it back out to the left, like out of bounds, that ball's in. That ball is in. That ball is in. And I'm like, in the moment, I'm like, why? Please, I just need a second goal so I don't have to die. Yes, I know. Me too. I I just wanted a second one just to be just to feel safe. Yeah, it was. Woof. But going back and look at it, I, I you gotta give you gotta tip your head to Christian Diaz at that in that moment. In that moment, just that 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 never give up. Yeah, that never say die attitude to to go all the way. He, he did everything he could to get a foot on it. Um, and then Terzaghi had a chance at the fifty six moment again. Another ball over. Who who sent that ball over? Was it? I think it was Kraft. It, it was, was it was the Kraft or Flack. It was one or two. Yes. I can't remember. So the ball is sent over. I think I think it was Kraft. I think it was Kraft. Um, sends that ball over. Terzaghi chases it down and cuts back because the defender has overlapped him and and is basically blocking that lane to yeah. goal. It's turbo. It's, it's Connor Turbo. Yeah. Yeah. It, literally. I, I I blame Emily Emmy for a part of this though, but I understand why he did it in the moment. What the backing? Yeah, backtrack? because normally, like he could have just shot it first time, because the goalkeeper was kind of a little bit off balance. Yeah, I think if you give him a second chance at that, like if you can rewind it, maybe like five seconds, Emily takes that chance first chance. Is like I'm putting this to the left, mm-hmm. but I think he see Carter slide, so he's like, all right, I can get him out the way. The goalkeeper's off balance, but as Connor slides through, he kind of gets part of the ball, so it yeah. makes Emiliano have to like drag that ball back a little bit, but it allows Trimingham to then recover. Yeah. To then kind of get out of the way, but he loses the ball to Diaz, and then he steps on the ankle of Diaz. That's why at that moment we were all like, "What happened?" Yeah. It's because Emily steps on the ankle of Diaz. That's where we all just like, "What? What happened? There was no foul. Why are you calling the play yeah. dead?" That's why. 
But that's another chance we could have gone up to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, and even though there were no, there weren't too many other clear-cut chances. Well, we did have one more. 62nd minute, Bulldog outside the box. Oh, that, that one. Man, how many times did you see that ball hit off the post and hit the goalkeeper in the back and roll into the back of the net? So many times. Oh, my God. Yo, so many times. And Bulldog hits it pure. He, he like it, it doesn't struck that. It doesn't. The ball doesn't lift off the ground. It it literally just all pace. Just and you can hear. We heard the ding. That's uh, how loud he hits. You can't hear it in the broadcast, but in the stadium, it like ding. Yeah, you heard that note, and it was ringing. But <laughs> I, at this point, it it was one of those situations where you any other day that's that's in. Yeah, and then Emmy, he skies it over the cross. I think he just rushed it. Yes. Yeah, he just, like, in his head, he... He panicked. He panicked. He panicked. He was like, oh, my goodness, it's coming to me! And then you end up, by the time you're thinking that, you you sky in the ball. Yeah, so that's pretty but good, too. Even though those are the chances, but the, even apart from that, the kickers looked threatening. They looked like they were hunting. They were hunting for that second yeah. goal. Um, they, it, of course, they weren't they weren't over committing to get that second goal because it's like we have the first goal. Ford Madison, you know, are feeling themselves a little bit. They're trying to get that goal. They were playing cautious, but if the chances came, they were trying to jump on. Yeah, them. and it wasn't as if the the way how the first half ended, we kind of backed off a little bit. I wasn't too happy with that. Like it yeah. seemed like we kind of went into the defensive shell a little bit too much. Um, the beginning of the second half, everything looked fine. Zab came on for um, Bolaños in the second, uh, 64th minute? Or yeah, I think I think at that point. But the formation still looked the same. Yeah, right? the formation was the same. I think it was just a question of, you know, yeah. all right, Bolaños, come, come, come sit down, off. take a break. So pretty much what happened there was, and I think Nwape came on online as well, too. So pretty much you had Nwape, Terzaghi, and Luke all playing the front three. Mm-hmm. You had Zab. Flack and, um, and Kraft in the midfield. In the midfield, and it looked yeah. exactly the same. It didn't look like we were going defensive. It's like, all right, same game plan, advance, let's go. And man, like my prayers go out to Zev. Ready to be your first start at home, and for you to pull up in ten minutes when it looked like a very nasty knee injury. My, I, like I'm really hoping the best for him, man. I'm, I'm hoping <clears> the best for him too because you you could see he went out there to prove something by the way he he's. From from the whistle after he subs on, you could see the hunger. Yeah. You could see it. And it's really, really, really unfortunate that so quickly he gets that, that injury. And it's because he was pressing. Because yeah. he was doing exactly, apparently, what was asked of the And the, the whole crazy team. thing is, like, I'm not trying to use that injury as an example of Darren Suwasi's system. But it shows you, if any kickers fan is trying to figure out if this team is bought into Darren's system... That's evidence, right? Yeah, there. that's evidence of it because this player who just came in is already initiating that press. Yes, you know, where last year we were kind of questioning how we were using blue taxonomy to show um, Bulo's system about like the players are now kind of getting that that recognition phase, like they understand what's going on, they haven't applied it yet. Yeah. Whereas a Darren system, they applied it and now they're doing it without second thought. Like it's yeah. not that you don't you don't see the hesitation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
as in last year, we normally would have saw that hesitation. Um, it, what it looked like to me, and I'll let you explain because you might have saw something different, was Zeb goes in to press the goalkeeper. It looked like he literally puts all his weight on his right knee, but it looked like he's trying to avoid getting tackled. It goes to the left. And it just looked like all his pressure on his knee just, yeah. it just made his knee just go flip flop. Yeah, that it literally doesn't look like what happened. Did you see yeah. anything different? No, no. I think that's that's basically what it what it was. Um, just one of those freak accidents. It's kind of it's reminiscent of um, Akira's ankle injury a couple yeah. weeks ago, um, yeah. which by the way was like the scariest moment of my life. Oh gosh, tell me about <laughs> it. I mean, it's just the foot just lands wrong. Yeah. And and there's I mean it's just one of those freak accidents. The foot just lands wrong. So his basically his foot just landed wrong, and his knee just yeah did something weird. And yeah, I just just wish him all the best. Yeah. So Zeb, we wish you all the best, man. Yeah. So he comes off. Cuomo comes on. I think this is when um, Swatch is kind of like, all right, we just gonna close up shop, get out here with a one nothing win, get a clean sheet, and. It looked like we went to a five four one, so it looked like Cuomo was pretty much playing in between Werner and uh, Ivan, who, by the way, I got to praise praise on him again. Uh, Ivan, he played a beautiful game. He was composed in the back. <laughs> he played his composure game. was impressive. Yes, like, there were times last year where I was like, I'm done with him. <laughs> team, get him out. He he did good. He he he's, done good and and he's and he has done good. He, I mean, I think this is probably what his second game. I think uh third. No, he's no, played, he's all played in all three. He's yeah. played in all three. So and I mean, he, he looks solid, and he looks solid in all three games. Yeah, he looks solid in all three. Um, but he's playing in the middle of that, and then you have just a midfield of uh, I think it's Wape, Kraft, Black, and Luke, and then Trezaghi is up top. Yeah, but. He's coming in his close-up shop. And then comes the heart attack moment. 78th minute. Uh, Paolo Jr., he, he gets the ball out to him on the right wing. Yes. And he plays a dangerous ball. It's one of those balls where literally, as a defender, you hate because you don't know where the ball is going. Like, it splits the lines in between that 6 to 18-yard box. Yes. So, as a goalkeeper, you don't know, should I come on my line and grab it or should I stay on my line? Yeah, and as a defender, you're running back. You yeah. don't know if you should touch it and accidentally put it in your own goal. Right. Oh. And our luck with own goals is that great. Yeah. <laughs> as we all know. And he play, So, the ball goes behind Brandon who falls. and then But then Woes comes on to it. You think, like, oh, my God, that's about to go. And then he whoops on it. You're like... Is this this for real? Like this can't be happening. This isn't like this is the kicker's game. That goal usually goes in. Um, so then that moment happens. So then you know, kind of like antsy. And then nothing really big happens within the ninety. I think this is the ninety third moment. This corner kick, and this is the moment where I say first rounds on me, Scotty, because I owe you everything. So J C Banks another corner again. Um, he pretty much whips his ball into the back to that far post again. And initially, like, where we said in the section, oh, I couldn't see what happened. I thought the carrier had it. I thought he falls to the ground. Uh, I, I thought it was just, like, as soon as he falls, it just bobbled out. Yeah. Going looking at the game, it literally, a carrier goes jump for it at the peak. He grabs it. He's coming down. And it literally just hits his knee. Like, and if that ball. pops out of his hands. It pops yeah. out of his hands. And then Brandon eating there, he kicks it. Scotty, who's 
I believe he was outside of the post, runs back into the post. And clear it clears it off oh, the line. Look, with the qu- the quickness in which he got there to clear I that off the line. Oh my goodness. I ain't he never moved. seen Scotty run that fast in my life. Oh my. Oh. <laughs> so we need to check Scotty for his 40 time. I ain't <laughs> never seen it before. You know. Um but he gets it clears it. Vernon clears it out the box and then it's kind of like we get out of there. But if literally, if Akira moves that ball two millimeters to the left and falls, we don't have a nervy moment. Yeah. But, I, I, first of all, I got to put praise on this defense again. They were rock solid. The whole back four yeah. truly was the man of the match. Yeah. Because it wasn't like... Individually. Yeah, it wasn't like one person just really stood out. Vernon had a solid performance. Ivan had a solid performance. Antley had, had a solid, solid performance. performance. Yep. Tom's had a solid performance. Akira had a solid performance. I know Akira had one or two mishandles. He had one in the, uh, the first half yeah. where he kind of goes up for it and the ball kind of goes out of bounds. That, I'm like, eh. If he's an inch taller, he grabs it. I'm not really too concerned about that. Yeah. Um, he comes up with the foot save again. That's fine. Second half, he puts on a great performance. That's good with me. So... Any other thoughts on this game? I mean, we won the Henny Derby. Yeah. It's back in Richmond. Yes. And another thing I did want to to point out was the... I mean, we, we touched on it a little bit, but the energy in the stadium. And I do feel that um, the players fed off of that. Yeah. Almost definitely. The players fed off of that. And just the way the players came over to us after the game... The intensity and the 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 that that intensity that I think we kind of fed off of each other. We yeah. fed off of their performance. They fed off of our you know the noise that we were making. So I mean this that's that's what it's about. You know, and it's also the new normal. Like I, I will say this as someone that has experienced. Not like me personally experience COVID, but have people in my family that has gone through COVID. Mm-hmm. I totally understand it if someone does not feel comfortable going to the game. I feel like going out. I totally understand it. For those who want to go to the game, I feel comfortable enough being in that stadium. Mm-hmm. I might move where I sit next time. That has no negative reflection on section O. But I understand. I understand both sides of the argument. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I understand both sides of those who want to go and those who don't want to go. Those who do go, you're in a safe environment. It's not like you're in a place where people are just sitting around with no masks, coughing, phlegm, left, right, center. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah, it it was a good environment. It was well taken care of, and and it 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 was. I mean, to me, it was a little comical how it's almost as if the Red Army they were at the beginning of the game were like, "Are we allowed to chant?" <laughs> no, it was so many times we kept looking up. So I was like, "You sure? Can you do this?" <laughs> <laughs> like, we was like, you sure? Like, if we chant, you not going to kick us out. <laughs> but are you lying, though? But once once they got, got in the flow of things, I mean, that energy, that energy that the Red Army can bring was was great. And, and I mean, you know, we took part in the, the, um, the post-match interviews. And yeah. that was something that the, the players that... They mentioned a lot that, of They like, mentioned how they kind of fed off of that energy that we were putting out there. 
And I mean, that's what it's all about. And that's that's the reason why, you know, the fans, we are the 12th man and we've got to make sure. I, I, we've, I feel that it's our responsibility to fulfill that 12th man role. Yeah, and I think for the first game back, you got a total of 822 fans, which is more than what I expected. I expected mm-hmm. no more than 500, honestly, for the first yeah. game back. Um, not bad. I do expect for the next game, it might bump up a little bit. Um, now that everyone's seen the first one, they're kind of like, all right, I see how okay. it is. Yeah, they're, they're handling um, Also, okay. like, this is news. Richmond has, like, full coverage on CBS now. Yeah. Like, which is blowing my mind because <laughs> normally we would never get coverage. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great to see. Like, Wayne Epps was there writing stories. Of the like, we got interviewed before the game. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird because <laughs> we're both sitting there and this black guy comes down and he's like, hey, are you guys representing 93? And we both look at each other like, why? Who's asking? <laughs> it depends on who's asking. <laughs> I promise you, we don't have taxes. We don't make enough. <laughs> and we get interviewed before the game. But then also, um, all the love that people have shown on Twitter for the Henny Derby, I think it's great to see both clubs embrace it the way have they done. Yes. They have. Both fan bases has embraced it. Um, we got a lot of shout-outs of the Henny Derby on USL League One. That was kind of cool to see, but also, like, for those who are wondering, like, the Henny Derby is something that is like a black family cookout. It, it's a, it's, when you come together, you joke with each other, yeah, for 90 minutes, you might hate each other. Yeah. You're, you're going to hate each other, but then after that, it's all love. And even, like, people were donating, um, still, because we made the tweet about, like, how to enjoy the Henny Derby. You were like, yeah, hey, if you buy a bottle of Henny, like, you got to donate the money to, to a charitable cause, and people will donate it. Um, the River City Red Army made Black Lives Matter armbands. Yes, that was um, awesome. We'll get more. De- we'll probably tweet that out more details about that. But they're donating the money, and that is something that we have to find the charitable cause to. Because Rich was like, "Yeah, y'all gotta find this cause because we're making you guys a community organizer." So <laughs> that's our job now. <laughs> uh, we also saw the other uh, supporters groups, um, Scuffle Town Social Club. Shouts out to them. Yeah, they were there sitting in Section P. They sent in Section P. Uh, so it was cool to see them out there and whatnot. Um, it, like, the T-Bulls were dope. I don't know. The whole... It it felt home. Like, it felt like your home was getting renovated on. So it was like you enjoy it, but you're like, it's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot oh, of work. Another thing, I can't wait till we get later on in the year and we get a full view of those new lights. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean... So the lights, for those who don't know, the light pole that used to be there in section O is gone. Thank for that. They're pushed back. I miss the light pole. I don't. Because it blocked like half the field that you, you ended always up stood actually in the same stick. weird place. And I told no, you... No, I, I never stood behind it, but I always looked over and, and was thinking to myself, anyone who is unfortunate to, enough to have to sit behind that thing is literally only seeing... A quarter of the field. Well, that's on them. <laughs> I miss it. <laughs> that was my home. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, the lights looked amazing. One amazing thing was the surround system. That yes, the yes, the PA I system. Hear the announcer clearly. Then it was playing pregame music. They played Big Sean. I'm like, whoa, is this Club City Stadium? Like, what's going on here? I'm not used to this. Um, so that was cool. Yeah, no, we we the. Look, City Stadium upgraded the PA system. So yeah, we got one over Sunderland FC. We actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I 
I don't mean to laugh at that, but that is so funny. <laughs> we have to, we upgraded the PA system. Didn't they spend like a whole episode trying to fix the PA system? They spent they spent half of an episode trying to figure oh out God. what song to play, and they ended up with some trance, yeah, techno. Oh my God, that was hilarious. All right, um, so Richmond Kickers' next home game is against FC Tucson next Saturday. And like I said earlier, I, you can chime in as well. Um, this lineup, I have no problem with if Darren is like, look, we're sticking with the same lineup. Put it back out there. I, Go I for it. Yeah. Go I for it. I think Luke did a great job at striker for him to get his first minute. Um, he did well. Um, Ivan did an amazing job. Vernon did an amazing job back there. Scott. Ian, I think if you want to get Flack maybe a little bit of a break because he started the last three games, if you want to throw Cuomo or uh, Mumbai in there, mm-hmm. that's totally fine as well. But outside of that, you don't have to do a whole bunch of changing in this lineup. Um, we watched the FC Tucson and Union Omaha game. We've actually watched, what, the last two FC Tucson? Well, no, all three. Yeah. Yeah, uh, when they played Fort Lauderdale and they barely beat a nine-man Fort Lauderdale team. Chattanooga, they look, yeah, mm-hmm. and then Union Omaha, same thing. Like coming out of the habit, I think is their biggest issue. Yes, I think the key to this game is if Richmond, when they're looking to counterattack, if they have those moments where they can play in front of their box, play in front of uh, Tucson's box, mm-hmm. and just be patient. Yeah. There's a mistake in Tucson. Richmond just have to wait for that opportunity to come and then attack it. And they got to ca- yeah. capitalize on it, yeah. 100%. Um, I don't think you have to play a super, super high line like we saw against Ford in this game at certain moments. Um, you know, this is will be Kyle and Coach Sawatsky's moment to play against their former team last year, so we'll see how they'll do against yeah. them. I'm pretty sure they'll do well. Anything for you about that game? Um... No, I'm just hoping for another W because, and I think it's it's definitely possible with with uh, with the way that Tucson has not really been convincing yet. Yeah. So playing against his old team. Yeah, you may say it's just another game, but I mean, it is this yeah. one. It's something there. It's something. It's like I'm, <coughs> I'm gonna let y'all know why y'all shouldn't have let me go. It's, what? <laughs> why I went on to Breeder Pastures and you should have gave me a solid final roster last year. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. I mean, I think the next two games. I don't want to say they're must wins, but if Richmond wants to go and challenge for that two spot, because I believe after next week. You're really going to see teams start separating from each other. Yeah. This really hasn't really been that separation yet. I mean, granted, South Georgia's played five games. Yeah, exactly. We have some players four. that have played different amount of games. But yeah. I think things will I think even Everyone else has one. played three. And there's like a long jam kind of in the middle. After this week, teams will start separating each other. Richmond has uh, Tucson and Revs, too. Uh, we go on the road against New England next on Friday after next. So... I think the next two games, before we play Greenville, if we could go into that Greenville game with three games on a bounce, I like our chances. Yes. But, like all the players have said, focus on FC Tucson, get that out the way, and then we focus on Rams. But all eyes on FC Tucson. Yep. So, this but is... At least, but at least when they go to New England, they'll be able to fly. Yeah, that's true. Way too far to be driving. Who that's, are you going to be rooting for in that game? That's a 12-hour Because that's, that's, uh, that's, your, that's your MLS team. Yeah. Who are you going to be rooting for? Uh, of course, kickers. Oh, you're a hot iron. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm going to be rooting for kickers, but I, I do want to see um, 
to see uh, Rice perform well. Yeah, we did shout out Rice. Not, not, I feel not, bad. Hey, Rice, not too well. We need, we yeah, need to get I, some goals. We need to get yeah. some goals. <laughs> yeah, we did. I, we, I did watch that Revs and OCB game. Um, and Red, Rice played really well. Like, we tweeted it out. We was like, I'm happy to see Rice getting the plays out he deserves. He played really well. It, it's just, they can't finish. Yes. They cannot finish, yeah, man. Yeah, they're lacking in the finishing department. Um, and it, I, yeah, it's escaping my mind right now who they play this upcoming week, but they cannot finish, man. I, I don't know why for the lack of me. Can't understand that. But this is Richmond Kickers' first win at home and a home opener with a clean sheet since 2017 against Harry, uh, Harrison City Islanders. Yeah, that's a. It feels a long time. That's three years. It was a long time ago. Yeah. So, anything else to you from that before we wrap up? Um. New signing. Oh, yeah. New signing. New signing. Um, uh, Hassan Pinto came from Duke University, also played at Elon. Um, from what we watched, you guys watch his highlight tape, which, by the way, when you type in his name, his dad is going to pop up and his sister is going to pop up and then it's him. So that's how you know he's in a famous family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think his dad played at UNC soccer. Mm-hmm. His sister is a part of the women's uh, U20 national team. Um and yeah, but watching his highlight film, and by the way, I think he put up some of his grad school videos up there as well. <laughs> so you can go watch those, see how he did in class. But um, he's a center back that can also play right back. I like the fact that he can switch the ball. Yes. Um, he can do some dangerous things with that. I don't know if he's going to really play center back at this level. Like you say, he seems a little bit small, but right back, I am. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, he, you can add him to that, to the depth chart for a fullback. Because then that gives us four solid fullbacks. Mm-hmm. You know. He can um, play a center back in a back three if need be. Yeah, he could he could definitely be an outside center back in a back three. Um maybe with with Aqua and Vintner. Yeah. Um He's not afraid of a slide tackle at all. Oh no, and he knows how to make them. Yeah, he knows <laughs> how to make them. So um anything else from you, my man? Um no, I I look forward to seeing him. I look yeah. forward to seeing him playing. Um. That's it. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm 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 excited to see him because especially with the, the highlight tapes, you can see. And yeah, you say he's not a, afraid to switch the play, but he is devastatingly good at it too. Yeah. So, so it's gonna be good. Good to see. I man, I love this. I love what I'm seeing out of this Richmond kicker team so far. Um, I got. I'm not driving the bandwagon bus yet. But I'm like I'm walking my way up there. Yeah, I'm walking my way up there. Yeah, I'm walking my way up there. Um, so once again, like, share, subscribe to the podcast if you aren't. Um, review the podcast, please, 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 because it helps let the algorithm people find out our podcast. Um, as always, this podcast is sponsored by For the Culture, Roughneck Scars, and Icarus FC. And as always, this is Elliot. This is Shanair. We catch you guys later, guys. Keep us on the good side.